0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to Give Me More Reality. It's me, Kylie. We're back again. All right, guys. So let's just get right into it. So um, I did watch last week's episodes of Real Housewives of New York and Beverly Hills. Um, Or wait, never mind. There wasn't a New York. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just watched Beverly Hills. There wasn't a New York episode this week, this last week. I don't think. I don't remember watching one. Been a little bit of a of a wild week, um, a little a little busy. So I'm not sure what I watched, to be honest. But I do remember watching Beverly Hills. So there is that. That's what happens if you don't take notes, don't remember stuff. <laughs> okay, so Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, this week they all were going on that vacation to uh, the desert, um, which I'm not. I don't even remember what it was called. Is it called? La- La Quinta, La Quinta? Like the like the hotel? La Quinta? Am I saying that right? I don't think I am. Anywho. <laughs> but they're going to the desert. <laughs> That's all that matters. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, and we are still just in the throes of the whole Erica, Tom Girardi of it all. Um, and she tells them that whole story about you know, Tom getting in that accident and, you know, he, things, it sounds like after that, that's when things started to kind of start to go downhill for him. Um, but I thought it was very interesting that Sutton was just like, I can't follow this story. And I'm like, Sutton, I thought you were supposed to be like a, like a, a friend of Erica's, but, you know, I just thought it was very weird that she was just like, this whole story is just so hard to follow. It's like, it's not hard to follow. He got into an accident. He tumbled out. It's just a lot of people are asking questions and you can't really get a whole handle on the whole story from start to finish because we're getting, you know, it's getting broken up. You know, sounds like Tom fell. I mean, he got into that huge car accident somehow he got thrown from the vehicle. My question was, is that how did Erica find him? That's, that's the part of the story that I would have liked to have heard. How did Erica find him? Did she have like a tracker on him? Like what? What? How how would she have found him? You guys, like if he is knocked unconscious for 12 hours, how did she find him? I don't I don't know. Did she just go for a drive and was like, oh shit, something suspicious happened over here? Oh my god, it's my husband. <laughs> like, what <laughs> Oh my goodness! Because he was found, like it sounded, like not far from their home, like just, you know, he was down the road, if you will. They have like go up a hill or something like that, and has like some switchbacks. She was saying, I don't know. It was just very interesting, Um, you know. And I and I think it's good to see all of the ladies, in a sense, kind of having the same questions that we were when all that was going on. You know what I mean? People are, you know, questioning it and, you know, trying to just like, you know help to get her story out, if you will. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much she can really even say. So it's like how much of her story is there to really get out exactly. But I mean, you know, I I think it's good that they are asking her the questions that it's like, you know, us viewers, we want the deeds on. So I'm glad it's not just, you know, kind of being left to the wayside, if you will. I don't know. I'm just glad, you know, that we're getting, getting somewhere. And I'm sorry, the whole Scott Distick and Amelia situation. I don't like it. I don't like it, you guys. I don't like it one fucking bit. I just find it strange. Because who was who was he with before Sophia Richie? Does anybody know? Anybody remember? I feel like it was some other younger gal before Sophia, and I don't remember who it was. But yeah. So I just don't know how I feel about it. I don't understand it exactly. I don't, I mean, it may be like, you know, a few years situation, but I don't know if it's going to be a long-term situation. So, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. And how, and Lisa seems like she's like in denial. She's like, I just think, you know, like, they're just like having fun. What are you saying? What are you saying, Lisa? Yeah, I'm sure they are having fun. Quote, unquote. Air quotes is what I'm getting at. Not quote unquote, but air quotes. Yeah, I'm sure they are having fun. Air quotes. <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 it's weird. It's weird. I'm excited for the next episode, though. Um, it looks like, you know, uh, Sutton is, or maybe it was just the mid season trailer. Gosh, guys, my memory today is not great. I've had a very, very long weekend and you know? (laughs) So I'm a little tired to say the least. So I'm having a hard time remembering exactly. That's why I was like, I just watched um, everything today. And I was like, I better just like record because I I don't think I'm going to remember everything by tomorrow. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, I better, I better get on there and get her done. Um, Gosh, yeah, I don't remember if it was just the trailer, if it was the mid-season trailer, but regardless, I am, I think it was the mid-season trailer. Anyways, regardless though, I am looking forward to having some of the uh, the Erica that we had when they went on that trip to Japan. You don't know what I go through at night. <laughs> oh my goodness, but um, she was basically telling Sutton in the preview, like, you better watch your back. And I'm like, uh-oh. First Crystal Sutton, and now Erica. And Erica, now is not the time, Sutton, to be fucking with her. You know what I mean? She has a lot of shit going on. Okay? And not saying that it's right, but I'm just saying a lot of that aggression and shit that's being built up that she has no outlet to really get it out Maybe coming towards your way if you're not careful. <laughs> so... Well, it looks like that's what's going to happen. So (laughs) can't wait to see it. (laughs) Uh, Terrible. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Anyways. So um, yeah, the trailer looks great. I can't wait for the rest of the season. Um, So sounds like, you know, things are just going to keep coming out. Sounds like even Mauricio and PK, of course, have some things to say, of course, but You know, every time that they play that clip of um, when Erica and Tom were at Lisa Vanderpump's house and uh, Tom was talking to Lisa Vanderpump and I mean, and Erica was just chiming in in a sense to like agree with him. And he literally was like, excuse me, Erica, I was talking. And you can tell in her face, I just don't think any of us really maybe registered at the time or I don't know. I don't know exactly because I remember that scene like, but just like the look on her face of pure, just like, like embarrassment and like, like that she was just like demeaned and uh, I don't know. I I just, I just continues to feel the fire of, I mean, we know that Tom's not a bad guy, but it just feels the fire of like, wow, like he was not a good husband. He wasn't a good guy. He wasn't a good husband. And Erica definitely just tried to save face for, you know, for the camera. You know, but behind closed doors, things were not okay. Yeah. I don't know. I still think that maybe she got wind of something like this was going to happen on top of seeing that, like, Tom was not doing well. And she's just like, I got to – this is – I got to get out of here. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Because honestly, like what would have happened to her? I mean, if it, like, let's just say if she was, let's say if she stayed. Okay. And it's all fucking busted out. I mean, she would be, I mean, cause and I mean, te- I mean, she's still married to him, but I'm just saying like if she would have stayed like, gosh, what would, what would we have all thought then? You know? I mean, I think it's good that she's getting out of that marriage. I don't think it, it seems like it wasn't a healthy one. And, you know, she she did what she could. And then she realized, like, oh shit, I can do stuff on my own. You know, she just got used to, understandably so. She got stuck in the comfort and the, you know, the you know, the routine of what their relationship had become. You know, like she said, she was like in her twenties when they first got married. So you know, I, yeah, I, you know, you guys get what I'm saying. It's just, yeah, you know, you get stuck like that and then you realize, like, oh shit, like, this is not, I don't want this. And I think she, her, just her life was revitalized with Real Housewives and, you know, writing her own book and uh, being on Chicago, just having all these things that were her own instead of it being, you know, Tom's. And yeah. So, I mean, listen, did Tom help with the music career? Of course he did. Of course he did. But that music career, I mean, it was okay, but it certainly popped off once we once she got on real housewives. So, and also did Tom have anything to do with her getting on real housewives? Does anybody know? Does anybody know? I mean, you know, Erin, when the show when she first came onto the show, it was, you know, she was a friend of Yolanda's, but was she or was Tom a friend of David's? You know what I'm saying, guys? Like, whoa, Twilight Zone, do 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 <laughs> Oh, goodness. So, yeah, so, I you know, can't wait for the rest of the season. Um, you know, maybe I'll uh, try to start jotting some stuff down better because um, for that one, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It's enough right now to be try- taking notes on on one show. I was eating lunch while I was watching Potomac, and then I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm not just, like, watching this for fun. Like, I need to write stuff down. <laughs> I had to rewind it. I had to go back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, you missed some stuff. Um, you know, anywho. Just, you know, day in the life. Um, so... <laughs> So anywho, all right. Well, let's get into Shaw's, shall we? I am really loving the season. I think it is so much better than last season. Um, gosh, I don't remember what happened in the season prior to that, but I feel like I mean, but listen, I so love. I've always loved Shaw's. I love those guys. I think it's just such a great show. And, and the episode of Shaw's is called "To Alo" or not "To Alo." Now, Alo. Or, I mean, I'm just saying, alo, alo, is Destiny's new um, accessory line. So, on my personal page, I follow Destiny. um, And I saw that she was just starting this accessory, accessory line. And, I mean, listen, you guys, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, there are so many, like, cute pieces. And yeah, like I'm obsessed, like so many like cute stuff. Like I definitely going to have to buy something and it's not like super expensive. Of course, there are some things that are a little spendy, of course, but I mean, you know, also though, like, it's like, look at what you're getting, you know, but there are also definitely, there's a lot of affordable pieces accessory wise. I don't know. Super cute. I'm definitely going to get something off of there. So just saying, check it out, you guys. So yeah, super cute stuff. Um, and Des- I mean like destiny is just like, so cute. I'm loving like the very like old Hollywood vibes that she, um, that she has like on the site, um, that like the photos and stuff like that, that she, um, cause she did like a photo shoot herself or of herself. You know what I mean? Um, for, for allo and yeah, just like so cute. Like destiny's gorgeous. She truly is so gorgeous. Like, yeah. Anyways, anywho. So, um, at the top of the episode, the girls are at a um, like kind of like a sex boutique, if you will, um, or lingerie boutique. But they had like some toys, like some whips and um, like paddles and stuff like that. And De- Destiny just pulls down her shirt and shows um, Gigi her boobs and she has LOL pasties on. And I'm like, what? Where the hell do you get LOL pasties? I don't think that they're on the site. But <laughs> on her side, I'm saying, um, but they should be, they should be acquire those destiny and get them onto yours. Just saying, it'd be a good addition. That's just you know, that's just my point of view. But I just thought that was hilarious, and I just I thought it was hilarious that she had LOL um, pasties on. So 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 funny. Um, Landon and Reza meet up and Landon is going to do a like a tarot card reading for Reza to kind of help him try to figure out what he should do with the whole Tom and Restraining Order situation. Um, I don't even like calling him Tom, Tommy. Tommy in the Restraining Order situation. Um, and Landon unfortunately brings up the fact that she got to see little baby Champs. And as soon as she said it, I was like, Landon, wrong crowd, wrong crowd, Landon. (laughs) Like, like Reza is going to cry and sure as shit. He just, I mean, understandably so, just started crying because he's like, cool, another person has seen champs. I have not. (sighs) So that was rough to say the least. So sad super, super sad. And she's like, Oh my goodness. Like, I'm so sorry. Like I would not have brought it up if I knew it was going to make you so upset. And you know, he's just like, and she's like, I know like, or what did she say? Um, cause she said, Oh, so like you guys are still not, you know, you're still not able to see champs over the whole plant thing. And Rosa says, yes. After the, after the vandalism. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that Landon called it a plant thing and Reza was like, no, it was a vandalism. <laughs> Cause I'm sorry, I'm right there with Landon. It's a plant thing. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I get it. I get it, you guys. But like also, like Reza, you have done some other pretty fucked up shit. And how Gigi never put like a restraining order up against you, or um MJ slapped you with slander listen, (laughs) I don't don't understand it. You know, it's the pot calling the kettle black. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, mm, yeah, I just think the restraining order needs to be done by now. It really does. Like towards the end of the episode, Reza and Adam were talking about the restraining order. And, you know, Adam's just like, well, are we showing that, you know, what Tommy's done is okay. And it's like, no, I I think that he's not happy with what, what he did. Like, that's the thing. Like maybe if you would talk to him, I mean, and I think that's pretty well known. I think I feel like MJ maybe has said that. I don't know, but what we have seen on the show, and of course they haven't seen it, but I'm just saying clearly Tommy is, he's not happy with what he did, but also what y'all, what, Reza was saying about his wife while she's laying in ICU when he didn't know if she was going to live or die. Yeah. He was fucking pissed the fuck off. And yes, did did he go overboard with what his actions were? Of course. But also what was going on was not okay. Okay. He didn't know what was going to happen with his wife. And that was a scary, scary, scary time, of course, for him. So You know, like, I don't, I think that he's not, again, he's not happy with what he did, but also he's not happy with you for what you were saying about his wife. Reza, just saying. So like, I hear Adam, but also like, it's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. If you can hang out with MJ, it's time to let the restraining order go. Okay. Yeah. If you're trying to make up and and resolve, it's time to let the restraining order go. End of story. Like, there's no, uh, there's no point in keeping that keeping that going at this point in time. If y'all weren't trying to build a re- rebuild a relationship, then sure, do whatever the fuck you want. But if you're trying to rebuild a friendship, let the fucking restraining order go. Honestly, like that just doesn't that honestly makes no kind of sense at all, no kind of sense. So yeah. Anyways, back to back to Landon and Reza um but basically with the tarot card reading i mean landon was like basically saying i mean well what she was what the, what she had pulled from the cards was basically like saying you know that the restraining order needs to go and that that you guys need to just like have a rev- have a resolution have a conversation you know let some things go and reza said at one point am i really taking legal advice from tarot cards yes And yes, you should be. Okay? It's time to let the restraining order go. Take in what the cards are telling you and let's move on. Let's move on. Now, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you would know that I have talked a little bit of shit about Mike. Um, thank God this episode it was not really centered around him because I was like, oh, thank goodness we don't have to talk about Mike's penis this fucking week, hallelujah. Um, but what I have talked a little bit of shit about is the fact I was like, what is he doing with that building? Is that another failed project of his? <laughs> Again, talking trash with love, everybody. Love these guys. I'm just saying, he's done a lot, and 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 listen, that is. What entrepreneurs do, I realize that you have to keep trying things until something sticks. But what I'm glad to see though, and happy to stick my foot in my mouth on this one, is that I'm glad to say that, that he is still doing the building, the con- like he's creating condos in this huge building. And, and it looks like it's moving along great, which is amazing. Proud of you, Mike. I'm just glad to see that. We didn't see it before and I wasn't sure. So I may have jumped the gun on talking shit about it. And that's my bad. But I'm glad to see that the building is still, you know, we're still growing strong. His parents are, his parents are happy. His brothers are happy. You know, so everybody is, is seeing things moving full steam ahead. So, and glad that that is still, everything is still moving forward, you know, especially during the whole COVID time and all that stuff. So, proud of you, Mike. Way to go. So, just wanted to throw that correction out there real quick. Okay, so Tommy and MJ are trying to do a date night just like, it's very important, especially when you have like a new, especially when you're new parents, um, definitely to create a, you know, a time that's just for the parents, you know, you get wrapped up in the kids too much. So, and, um, you know, so glad to see that they were trying to create a date night. And I really love just how much like of an effort that MJ was really trying to make and trying to make it like super cute. Like she had like rose petals on there, like, you know, the walkway from their, um, you know, from their, uh, you know, back door to like the table. And she, you know, tried to make it like spiffy. I love that she ordered red lobster, like, girl, after my own heart. Love that. Look at them cheddar bay biscuits all day. Um, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, Tommy, though, I need you to like wake the fuck up, my guy. Okay. Like, I realize like you're tired. I realize like, like Tommy needed a Red Bull. That's what he needed. Tommy needed a shot of tequila and he needed some Red Bull. Like we needed to just wake him up real quick. Because um, he you can't keep yawning after your wife's done all that kind of put this effort through to just try to have like a little, I try to have like a little sexy night, a little sexy date night, you know? So yeah, I just needed him to stop yawning. I was like, come on, like just wake the fuck up right now, please please. Uh, But he wrote her like a cute little card, which I thought was very sweet. It was unfortunate though, that he put in there um, housemate. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember how he like worded it, but he, he basically said, you know, um, like the love of my life and, um, you know, uh, uh, wife of my child, or not mother of my child um, and, and my housemate. And listen, it was innocent enough. He's just saying, in the sense like housemate, like there's no, like he's not putting any sort of negative connotation on that. He's just saying, like, we're sharing a house. Like, you're my housemate. You're my wife. You're my housemate. You're my partner. Like, <laughs> that's all he was getting at. But housemate's not a good word to say to your wife, though. You know, it's not great. Like, regardless, any wife is going to put a spin on that real quick in their brains. Oh, so now I'm just your housemate. I'm your fucking roommate. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Glad we're on the same fucking page. You see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you throw a housemate on a card to your wife. Okay. So <laughs> lesson learned, Tommy. Again, know that your that your intentions were pure. I realize that. I see that. But throwing and saying housemates just not the way to go. It's just not the way to go. That's all. Um <laughs> uh, and oh my goodness, it was cracking me up because MJ was just saying, like, "Listen, I just want to be degraded. I want to be, um, I want to be violated. Like, she just wants to be. She just wants to be whisked away and just taken to town, for the lack of a better word. <laughs> and listen, I feel her. Okay, she just wants to be just like, you know, just manhandled. That's all." And she just, she just needs to get that sexual spark back with Tommy. That's, that's all. And listen, they will get there. They just got to keep working on it. They just have to keep working on it. That's all. I see it for them. That sexual chemistry between them was banging before they had the before they got married and before they mm-hmm. had little baby champs. So like listen, it, it's gonna get back there. Like, and he is clearly just like super attracted to her and she is clearly super attracted to him. So it's just it's just a matter of time. They just gotta they just gotta figure it all out. You know, they just have to figure out their new normal and you know, just you know, Tommy needs to wake the fuck up. Get a Red Bull next time, please. Get a 16-ouncer and let's chug that shit. Take a shot of tequila and let's keep it moving. Okay. All right. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Gigi and Shervin meet up, which it looks like it was like, that's like the first time that they've met up in quite some time. Um, again, I wish that we would have touched on like why they had a falling out exactly. I mean. It, shervin kind of touched on it like a few episodes back I think when they were in Palm Springs um when he was saying that uh uh that they had some sort of business dealing that like went bad but I'm like I need more information than that I need a lot more information than that so if we could just you know touch a little bit more on that base that would be great because I need some more info I need some more intel um but you know glad to see that like you know she's just you know, like uh, like Gigi had said, in which I, again, I mean, I've talked about, it, I think, like almost every episode that the growth that, like, Gigi has literally had, like, amazing. Amazing, amazing. I mean, she was on a path of, like, um, of growth for, I feel like, maybe the last couple of seasons. Um, I feel like, you know, last, if we were talking, like, two seasons ago, I think that that's when maybe she started it. The last season was, like, she's getting there. And then now after having Elijah, like, she has really, just taking it on, you know? And and I think having a child definitely can do that to you as well. But, um, so I'm glad to see that she's just like, listen, I'm just, you know, about just trying to forgive and also just show people how, you know, how I wanna be treated in the sense of how I treat people. You know, so I just, yeah, just, I love her and I'm just, I'm super proud of her and just, yeah, just amazing, just amazing. I just, I love it. Um, but okay, so Gigi brings up to Shervin that she, um, you know, that she it, would be happy to be in a relationship again, but, uh, or she said that she has found a new, um, a new relationship that's intriguing to her, which is polyamory. Now, I don't know if that is exactly what she wants. Okay, listen, I understand it might sound good right now in the sense of just like, you know, it, she, in the sense of just having somebody that you can kind of just call when you need them. But she said that, you know, I just want somebody to be there when I need them, you know, sexually, emotionally, physically. And I'm like, so you're talking about a boyfriend or a partner, a husband. That's one person. That's one person because I'm sorry, but in, in Polly, like you're dealing with multiple, you're dealing with somebody either, either you have multiple people, or, you know, whoever you're with has multiple people, or maybe you both have multiple people. Maybe that, and maybe that's what she is saying. Like, maybe it's like one person that she needs, like, for physical attention, one person that she needs for her mental attention, one person that she needs for her sexual attention. So maybe she's the main, and she needs those other, other folks. Do you know what I mean? But where it gets mucky, I feel like in, and sometimes in poly and I. And I don't know. I it's not like I have done it before, but I'm just saying, is that if you have, if let's just say if you have one person, you know whoever the whoever her other is, and they have multiple partners, then your time is being split up equally between your partners. Do you know what I'm saying? So let's just say she's having like an off day and she needs somebody to be there for her. She needs that person to be there for them mentally. Well, he is, you know, fucking with Monica tonight. So like, he can't give you that attention. Do you see what I'm saying? Or if she's in a situation where she's the main, then yeah, sure. Then she can pull them whenever she needs them. If she's dealing with a situation where there's multiple across the board for everybody, okay, then- that can get real fucking mucky. You know what I mean? Because still you're in the same situation of, well, he may not be available for you at that point in time. So then do you call the other one and see if he can possibly fulfill the the mental end of it or the physical end of it or the sexual? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems like it just gets a little, it gets a little mucky. It gets a little mucky for me. So, you know, that's why it's not for me. <laughs> There's just, it's a lot of, it's a, it's a little messy bootin'. For me personally. It just, yeah. So I I just I don't know if that's exactly what she wants. I think, yes, does it sound good in like in the sense of how she's looking at it? Sure. Sure. That sounds great to not actually have the commitment end of it, but they're there for you in this, this, and this. But at the end of the day, even in Polly, there's a sense of commitment, if you will. There still is that kind of like sense of you know, because you have to keep that line of communication open, honest. And so it still is in the sense you're committing to having a, a polyamorous relationship. So you're committing to being communicative. You're committing to being, um, you know, honest, you know, so there's still a level of commitment there. I, I don't know. I don't know you guys. I pff, I'm not in a poly, I'm not in a I'm not in a polyamorous relationship. I don't know the ins and outs. That's just what I, you know, my thoughts on it, I guess. I don't know. So I don't know if that's exactly what she wants, but maybe it is. You know, wishing her the best. I just don't want her and Nima to just have sex already. That's what I need. I need Nima to stop f- pussyfooting around. Okay. It's stop being like, yeah, like I'm single and I'm just like loving life right now. It's like, no. Okay. I need you to try your hat in the ring one more time with trying to get Gigi. Okay. I just feel like it would be so good. I just feel like, I don't know why. I just feel like they are a perfect fucking match. I don't know. I don't know why, but I feel like it would be so good. But you know, who am I? Who am I? So anywho. Ah oh, goodness. Uh, MJ takes Vita to go <laughs> to do some yoga at the beach. And I don't know why MJ even thought that Vita would be down for this at all. But watching try just Vita just trying to sit down was just so adorable. She's just like, this is not going to happen. <laughs> Listen, she made it eventually. But that was rough there for a little bit. It was rough. <laughs> I felt bad. I was like, why you got to take her to this? You should have took her to like a studio where she could do some like chair yoga. You know, that seems more up her alley. That's all. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Destiny had a fucking Mercedes that her dog was riding in when she brought him to the park, you guys. She had him in a little Mercedes. like you know like a little like it's like a little like toy not like little i mean you could put like a like a small child in there and zoom them around so they know like they can so they can pretend like they're driving you know what i mean not the ones where they can actually drive like the pedals and stuff but like the one they can just like play pretend but like you have the controls As if she had a dog in i love her i love her i love her and i love that her dog's name is frank sinatra amazing and Nima talking about those friends he's talking about friends with benefits and he was just saying like that him and destiny are like friends with benefits they talk about dating they talk about um you know life and yada yada yada. so yeah so you have a good so you have a a friend that's a girl (laughs) sounds like sounds like you have a friend there's no benefits the benefits equal sex that's what the benefits is that's what the technical friends benefits term that's what you're getting at when you're adding in the benefits you just have a friend you have a good friend <laughs> you have a good friend that's a girl like that's it that's what that is <laughs> oh god You're just cracking me up because he was just saying, like, oh, well, listen, like, if Destiny wants to, like, upgrade her, like, you know, Friends with Benefits membership, then, you know, happy to do it. And I love that the editors, they, like, put up, like, a like a thing on the side that said, um, free whitening included. <laughs> uh, so messy, and I love it. I love it, I love it. Uh, so finally... Uh, Reza and MJ sit down, and they had like such a great conversation. And I love that Reza is going to interview MJ for his book, which I think is great. Um, you know. and and, like you said, like, you know, MJ was like his ally before anybody even knew what an ally was, you know, like she helped him kind of find it, you know, find his path, help him come out. like, you know, she was just a great friend to him during those years of, you know, him struggling with his sexuality. And, you know, so it was just good for them to just like walk down memory lane again. You know what I mean? Like where they started and just remembering like the years of like their friendship. I just thought it was so sweet and just so amazing. Um, Yeah. So, you know, he did tell, he, Reza did tell MJ that he was going to drop the restraining order. But then that's when, you know, towards the end of the episode, that's what I was saying before is that, you know, when he was talking to Adam, Adam is not sure if he wants there's he not, it's not even that he's not sure. Adam doesn't want to drop the restraining order, which is mind blowing to me. But Adam's, you know, he's practicing karate and shit like that or self-defense. Ah, Lord. I don't know. I don't know. But again, just drop the fucking restraining order, Please. Please. Oh, goodness. So, uh, Gigi is going to uh, basically set up a trip for everybody to go camping. And it's going to be great. We're going to have everybody all in the same place. So, you know, there's going to be some shit with that. It looks like Reza and Landon get into some shit um, on the preview, which I don't know what the fuck that could be about. Have no idea. Not a clue. But excited to see. (laughs) But you know what? Listen, you guys, like I'm so with Destiny on like the whole camping trip. Her face, like the whole entire time when Gigi was talking about like, you know, how great like nature is and stuff like that. I'm just like, that is me. I'm like, listen, like I'm thankful for nature. I'm thankful, I'm thankful that we have it. I'm thankful for (laughs) thankful for the trees. I'm thankful for the plants. I'm thankful for everybody doing their job out in nature. Do you know what I'm saying? Like plants wise, tree-wise, all that good stuff. Do I want to sleep in it? No, I don't. No, the fuck I don't. I don't like camping. I'm cool with like a hike, a day hike or something like that. Happy to experience it. But do I need to be immersed in it? Hell to the naw. I'm good. I'm golden. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, went on an impromptu camping trip this weekend with a with my best friend and her boyfriend and a couple of his friends. Uh, I got a few tattoos this weekend. Um, There's just small tattoos, that's why I got multiple at one time. Anywho, she came with me to get these tattoos. I was like, you know, she caught me in a moment. You know, she was just like, listen, like this is what we're gonna go do after you get done here. So, do you want to come with us? And I'm like, sure. Like that sounds fun she caught me in a moment, y'all, like caught me in a motherfucking moment. (laughs) Because there's no way, there's no way if any other time she would have asked me that, i had been like, listen, God, if you guys are going to go camping, like I'm good. Like just not for me, like happy to do like the whole water aspect of it and stuff like that. But like, you know, let me know where you're going. Like I'll meet you there like the next day or something. Like, (sighs) yeah, that would be on a normal day. But she caught me in a moment of like adrenaline where I was just like, you know, kind of just like like, yeah, like, 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 let's do anything. Like, let's do it. Yeah. We get there. Gross. I was so dirty because it's just like, it's just, there's just dirt. It's just dirt everywhere. <laughs> Which I'm sure whoever's listening, they're like, yeah, Doug, you're outside. It's like, yeah, you're right, but I'm good. Okay. That's not for me. I don't understand being uncomfortable sleeping in a tent. I don't understand it. Why? When I have a nice bed that I paid good money for, when I have nice cozy covers that I paid good money for to be able to sleep cozily, <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm a hotel gal. I will go glamping all day. I'm okay with that. Just as long as I have like a shower. I need a shower. I need a toilet. I don't like a porta potty. I don't like a porta potty and I don't like peeing outside. That's just me. So that's what I'm just saying. I feel destiny on that. That's also why I'm a little frazzled, dazzled, not really remembering a lot of shit. I did not get a lot of sleep this weekend at all, trying to catch up. That's fine. It's a-okay. Listen, it was an experience. It reminded me of why I hadn't been camping in probably like a good, I think we tried to do the math, Um, God, like at least 17 plus years. So there's a reason for it. Okay. It's a damn good reason because I'm not a good camper. I need to be like straight fucking lit to be camping. Like, that was the only thing that was helping me get through it. Was once we were there, is like I just kept just taking, I I kept drinking. We had like those little frozen cocktail things that you get, you can get them at Costco. They're like adult otter pops, if you will. I was just, just kept fucking drinking those. We had, we had liquor, we had white cloth. Like I was just trying to just like drink stuff. Finally, like went and laid down. I was like, this is the most uncomfortable fucking sleep I've ever had. Ended up sleeping in a car. And then when I woke up, I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here, please. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So sorry. A little sidetrack there, but just saying I feel destiny on camping. It ain't for me neither. I'm good. I'm golden. We'll never go tent camping again in my life. It's just not going to happen. Not for me. It's not for me, guys. So, anywho, so the uh, premiere of the or the trailer for the next episode looks good. Can't wait to see that. So they're all going to be going camping, but again, they're doing like a, a cool camping. They went up in an RV, but they have like a, an amazing like a. Uh, uh, you know, house out in the wilderness. And that's what I'm talking about. Great. I'll experience it all during the daytime. I just want a nice place to sleep. That's all. So it looks like their camping trip. It looks legit. Um, just, yeah, it's a nice like huge like cabin in the woods. So yeah, it looks looks great. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen on that damn uh, camper that they are bringing up there though with Landon and Reza. I don't know where what's going on there, but you know, Whatever. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. All right. So next, let's get into Potomac Bitches. Yes. Yes. Potomac. Oh gosh. I just love them so much. Love the show so much, you guys. And I love that the title of the show is Jiminy Crickets. Or not the show, but the title of the episode is Jiminy Crickets. Oh my goodness. Because Mia, <laughs> it was towards the end when Mia and uh, Wendy kind of get into it um, at the pamper party that was supposed to be for Ashley. And Mia gets up and leaves and she's just like, Jiminy Crickets. Like, I just can't. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. It was, like, the most, like, bougie way to, like, say Jiminy Crickets. Just, like, Jiminy Crickets. I just can't. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just great. Just great. So, I love – and I truly do say Jiminy Crickets quite often. So, I just – I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Anyways, All right. So, let's get into the episode. Uh, Okay. You guys, Robin – Uh, like my heart hurts for her. Okay. It does. I'll be honest. I have definitely struggled in the uh, mental health game. And so I just, I feel for her. I really do. I could just, uh, you can tell, like, I mean, like she said, like she doesn't have any motivation. Like that is called that is, you know, maybe some mild depression, if you will. You know, to just go from being, like, booked and busy to just, like, everything's, like, just shut down and, you know, your whole life has changed and, you know, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it just, I get it. Like, and you can tell, I mean, that's clearly what it is. Like, Juan came in, he's like, you have got to get up. And she's like, well, my alarm's not going to go off for three more minutes. And he's like, he starts school at 9.10. Your alarm cannot be set for 9.07. Like whoa, 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 whoa! Like I agree with one. Like that is wild. That is wild. Now listen, I am not fucking like some perfect fucking mom either. I'm not saying that at all. But you know, like damn, <laughs> like damn. But you know, I you can just tell like the Pandy is like really hit her hard in like a different way, um, and. You know, she's just really going through it. And I think that she just needs to (sighs) I hope that maybe she like gets some help or I hope that, you know, as things are kind of, you know, as things have, you know, opened up and stuff like that, where she's able to kind of get back to kind of maybe just her normal way of life, that maybe that has eased maybe some of that. But I think that she is just, you know, I think she is depressed. And yeah, it just makes me sad to see her like that. You know. So just wishing her the best. And, you know, I hope that she, you know, did, does, or, you know, gets the help if she, if she needs, um, or, you know, or at least is doing better now. So, you know, that's, that's all I'll say on that. But, um, Giselle meets up with Ashley and, you know, Ashley's telling Giselle that, you know, that, you know, this time, like, you know, she's definitely, you know, making sure that she has like more help and stuff like that, especially with having, you know, little baby Dean as well, who's like, what, like, I mean, what is he like a year and a half when she's pregnant, baby, basically, maybe, I I don't know. But anyways, he's a young little thing. Like he's, you know, a toddler. and, and Giselle was asking all the right questions. Like, is Michael going to be ready for this? Like, is he prepared? Like, is everything okay? Because remember last time when you had the baby, he was not all right. And he was out doing things that he shouldn't have been. Putting his P's and some B's and also some D's. Or wait, putting his P in some B's, but also putting his P in some P's. There we go. <laughs> i mean listen guys figure it out you know what i'm saying anyways um but yeah but also Ch- Giselle was just like um so what does like the nanny look like like you need to watch out for the nanny and it's like damn right watch out for the fucking nanny michael's gross and he will fucking do anything like he's unfucking predictable he's unfucking trustworthy yeah i don't know I I would have almost paid her mom at that point in time, but also I don't know what he would, listen, I wouldn't fucking put him, I would not put it past him. Would not put it past Michael to hit on her mom. Would not. So yeah. So it doesn't really matter. It does not matter. Uh, And then um, Ashley did tell Giselle that, uh, that Mia at the, um, at Karen's, uh, you know, love party or whatever that Mia was just saying that, oh, you know, actually I don't really think that Giselle's like a great girl. Um, you know, at first I did think that she had some stuff, but then, but then after hearing what she had said about Ray, um, you know, I just don't know if I can really like trust anybody that's like that. And, and, but the thing is, is like, uh oh, uh oh now Giselle is just like don't be playing like the fence because I guess like Mia had been texting Robin and Giselle in like a group chat and you know didn't mention a goddamn thing well of course she wouldn't have said anything in the group chat but I'm just saying like uh oh be careful Mia be very very careful watch your footings okay there's two green-eyed bandits out and about and you need to watch out Oh my goodness. And um, Giselle, you know, asks Ashley if it was okay to invite Mia and, and, you know, Ashley kind of like, kind of goes back and forth and she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and bring Mia. And I was like, I think it's like, Ashley just wants Mia there for entertainment. Like she just wants us to be entertaining. Like she needs gossip in her life. She's tired of just Dylan being pregnant and dealing with a little, and dealing with her little man. And like, she wants some adult entertainment and that is what she, she's going to get some gossip and she's going to get some cat fights. And she's like, yeah, bring on Mina, bring her on, bring it on down. (laughs) Oh man. And then we see Robin. She's at her mom's warehouse, which I'm not exactly sure what that meant exactly. Um, I don't don't know exactly what her mom does, um, but it just said, you know, Robin's mom's warehouse in the Chiron. So I didn't know what that really meant, but that's where she is basically dealing with her, um, embellish, you know, boxing them, sanding them, all that kind of good stuff. And and she even said, like, I got behind on the orders. And, and it's like, yeah, because you are in bed, girl. Like, you started this business and now you're going through some mental health issues. And yeah, some things went to the wayside. And that's okay. That is okay. But you also just need to realize that and maybe just ask for some help, you know? So she has... Um, her friend, which shoot, what's her name? Escala, I think is her name, which I mean she's super cute. Um escala is there helping her like pack, you know, packing the boxes and stuff like that. Zen Wen shows up and um and Zen Wen is telling Robin that she is going to be starting um, like a lifestyle brand and that like her first product is going to be candles now i am right here with what robin basically says okay she basically says that you know like okay like weird you went from like basically like you know polit- like politics now you're into candles it's a weird switch it's a weird switch like there's no joke about that you guys i also just feel like wendy also i feel like she has dumbed it down this season and I don't like it. And I don't I don't know how to really phrase that without using that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like she is not like politician, professor Wendy anymore. And maybe that's what she's going for because she didn't want to do that anymore. So now, you know she doesn't have to worry about, that job or, you know, trying to get those jobs, if you will. So she no longer needs to perceive herself in that in that regard on the show that could have possibly hindered, you know, future jobs or anything like that. But I just, I don't feel, I just, I feel like it's a little like she's just kind of acting like she's not as smart as she is. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. But that's what I, that's my feeling that I'm getting from that. And, and then also I don't understand why Wendy and Karen are so close this season. Can somebody fucking tell me? Did something happen during the off season? Because they were not close like that during um, last season. Not even a little bit that Wendy was always coming for Wendy. I mean, Wendy always had a great clap back, but like, what in the fuck is going on? And she's like, um, because that after, after the whole, you know, later on, Wendy meets up with Karen and she says that she's meeting up with Karen because, you know, she, um, you know, she has good advice. She has like a, you know, great, like new, she has a, she has a new business. She's, um, what did she say? She said basically that, you know, she's wanting to get advice from, you know, women that have businesses. Well, Giselle had a business or has a business. As far as I know, she had that um, makeup line, um, unless that's no more, I don't know. Um, you know, also, I mean, Robin's business may have got a little back ordered up, but still she has the business, you know? So I just, and it's, and it's doing very well, regardless of it being on, on those back orders. You know what I mean? Like the business was doing, it is doing great. Um, as far as we know, uh, but, you know, like, they also have businesses as well. So I don't understand, like, what that means exactly. So, and and from what I hear, I mean, that perfume that um, Karen has is not good. If anybody listens to the Bitch Sesh, bitch sesh podcast, they use that perfume. Not good, guys. Not good. Like it was, sounded like it was pretty terrible, pretty terrible. Took a, took a few days to get the stench out. Um, And then, you know, she just started this wig line. So her, you know, so I, I don't know. I don't know, but I just, I don't get it. I just feel like it's, I find it weird that Wendy is up fucking Karen's ass this season and I don't like it. It just seems like she just flipped the script really quickly. And I don't understand why, because they even played a clip where Wendy was like, told um, Karen in the reunion last season that the reason why Karen didn't like her is because Wendy didn't come to her and ask for her advice. So now, of course, Karen's like, oh, Wendy is just so great because Wendy's coming and asking for advice. I, I mean, which is fine, but it's just like literally what you noticed about her that she was giving, why she was giving you so much shit. Now you're doing that. I don't know. I don't know, you guys. It just seems weird. It just seems weird. I mean, maybe I. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to have Karen on the outs. Or like, listen, Wendy. Like, we're gonna need you to try to get in with, uh, get in with, um, with Karen because we got the Green Eyed Bandits over here. You know, they got Ashley. You know, Karen and Ashley are probably never gonna be, you know, besties. And then Candace and um, Karen are on the outs. You know, we're bringing this new girl in, but we don't know where she's gonna where she's gonna go. So we need you to hit your anchor onto Karen over here. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, but I I, I just uh, not a fan, not a fan of it. I liked Wendy with the Green Eyed Bandits, y'all. I like that little trio with Ashley. I love, I, yeah, I like Ashley, which is Ellen, Robin. Like they all crack me up together. Anywho, I just love them all, you guys. They all bring great stuff. You know, as as much as, like I said, talking trash with love, as much as I'm talking trash, I still love them all tremendously. Like I love Wendy. Okay. Even though she continues to go by Zen when she's anything but fucking Zen this season. <laughs> but or at least, I mean, and we're only, what is this? The second episode, second or third episode? Yeah. When you're anything but Zen. Okay. Like you're coming in hot, 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 hot. So, yeah, we touch a little bit on, uh, we see Mia and she's talking about her mom and that whole situation made me very sad. I was like, oh, heartbreaking. Um, You know, she just had like a really hard like upbringing and, you know, it sounds like, you know, that, you know, she was with her mom for a little bit and then ended up being in foster care. She tried to reach out to her mom, but her mom didn't like write her back and stuff. And, you know, it sounds like then her mom, of course, came back into her life as she was older. It's just... Oh, such a fractured relationship. So I, you know, wish her the best, you know, but gosh, yeah, that does, the whole situation just made me really sad. Made me sad, but on to Karen and Candace. So they finally like meet up to basically talk about everything that happened last season because Karen was on Monique's side. Um, I don't, well, listen, Karen was technically, she was saying that she was neutral, but I felt like Karen was, in a sense, she was on Monique's side because she was the, everybody else was against. Monique and what had happened um of course you know understandably and um you know Karen was the only one that continued to talk to her um tried to you know still be friends with her and try to be neutral in the whole situation so cut to this season Karen and Candace finally meet up because Candace is not Candace was closer with Karen um before this before that whole fight went down And so, you know, Candace was uh, pretty upset that she was being trying to be Switzerland in it and just trying to be neutral. And, you know, Candace wanted her to apologize. She didn't get that apology. And basically, Karen told her that, you know, she would do everything all over again. Now, listen, uh, from last season, I don't know whose fucking side I was uh, who I was on. In the beginning, I was When that fight happened, I was so on Monique's side because please believe if somebody put their hands in my motherfucking face like that and kept trying to tell me to come at them or said to me, what you going to do about it, oof, I would have snapped. I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do about it. Like, <laughs> like, shit's about to pop the fuck off. Like. <laughs> Like, that shit is fighting words. Like, you do not get up in somebody's face. You don't put your hands in somebody's face. You don't start flicking their motherfucking hair and then tell somebody what you're going to do about it. Well, bitch, you about to find out. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, damn. So, you know, but then when the, you know, as the season like progressed and stuff like that, I was just like, ugh. I don't know. I did kind of start to feel bad for Candace. I don't know, you guys. I just kept going back and forth. Regardless, I'm not I'm listen, violence is never is never good. But, you know, listen, Candace would like push was pushing some motherfucking buttons. And I understand like we all need to deal with our anger and you know and, and handle it appropriately and putting hands on people is not the way to is not the way to handle it. Um but yeah, I definitely. I think I. I think I ended up just being on on Monique's side. You know, I did. I did feel can feel bad for Candace at the reunion, and was a little upset with Monique because I don't feel like she took any kind of like accountability. And it's like, yes, in the moment, would I have? If I was in Monique's shoes, I probably would have done the exact same thing, but I would have felt terribly about it. Um, afterwards and would have been extremely remorseful about it. But Monique fucking straight doubled, tripled, quadrupled the fuck down on that shit and was like, listen, you asked for it, you got it. <laughs> it's like, okay, damn, like, holy shit. So rightfully so, Candace was wanting to get an apology from Karen um, with this with this sit down. Um, but she didn't get that. You know, Karen was just like, I, I stand by what I did, and um, stand by what I said, and you know, and it's like that was the wrong answer, Karen. It's the wrong answer. Like you, you should have just stood by your friend. You know? She was your friend. You're closer to Candace, and that was the person that you should sort have of kind of like stood behind. It's fine if you wanted to still talk to, I think talk to Monique, but I think that you needed to make it clear like that what she was doing was wrong and push her to apologize. I don't know. That's just my that's just my stance on that. Also, did anybody catch an eye on those motherfucking grapes that Candace brought out? Those fuckers were huge. They were huge. They were like little, they were like the size of like a small lime. Those are huge ass grapes. But you know, them fucking grapes had to be seeded. And I hate a seeded grape. I just want to, you know, just like pop it in my mouth. Enjoy a grape. I don't want to fuck with the seeds. Okay? That's all I'm saying. That's that's where I draw the line with grapes. (laughs) I like a seedless grape. Thank you very much. Oh my goodness! And when she, and when Candace took that little tissue square or the little tissue triangle, and then just put that little triangle when she started to cry, just right into the little little crack, little crevice of her tear duct, I was just—I I don't know why—but it made me just laugh so so hard. Just like the bait, like the the tight, like the little, just the little square, just. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm not laughing at her crying. I just thought it was funny of her putting that little, just little baby, like little triangle, just right into her little tear duct. Like, uh, uh, like it was just like this tiniest, like little dab too. Anywho. Okay. So we finally get to um, the um, Pamper Ashley get together. Um, you know, and uh, Robin invited, um, is it Scala, Scala? Scala? I said it earlier now I can't remember. So I'm saying y'all I'm tired I'm tired <laughs> like it's a scala um you know so she was there and listen when Wendy got there all I could think is is like everything about Wendy is new it's like we're meeting a new person you guys like that's what it feels like it feels like a new it feels like a new housewife I feel like it feels like that Wendy first season Wendy it's gone gone we don't know where she we, she's she's gone she got she got let go Now we're dealing with everything new, Wendy. New booty, new boobs, new stylist, new makeup artist, new hair person. (laughs) Everything is new. Everything is new. I don't know. We got Zen when. But again, like I was saying before, she is anything but motherfucking Zen this season. Like, Wendy is ready, you all she is ready to just pop off at any second. Like, huh? (laughs) Like that is not like, I mean, last season, I mean, Wendy was able to um, still, I feel like be true to herself, but she was like, wasn't like popping off in the sense of how she is this season. She was just basically keeping people correct and accountable. But wasn't like popping off like I just i I liked I liked how she like said shit. like it was just very um, I don't know, like it was it was just like I don't need to like pop off at you, but I'm about to murder you with my words. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna pop off with attitude, but I'm gonna murder you with what I'm about to say. And that's what I digged about her. And this season, it's like, listen, she still is about to murder you with her words, but also the like the the pop-off level is is next level. <laughs> like, damn. Like, I'm just like, I don't even know where we are going from here. But um, you know, so because Zen Zen Wen and Mia kind of like get into it again and you know, she basically said, she said, I got time today, TikTok. <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, that's some shit I wanted to, like, want to say to somebody. Like, Jesus. Like, they like, pissed me off. Like, well, shit. Like, I got time today, TikTok, motherfucker. What you about to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But, Yeah, so I, I don't even know. And like she said, like, you can't just like be putting your hands up in like people's faces. I mean, listen, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Like, you can't be putting your hands up in people's faces and expect shit just to like go, like, go good. Like, shit will pop off. And Mia, working in a strip club, you know damn well, damn well that some shit will pop off if you put your hands up in people's faces. Okay? And I love how, like, so Mia had brought up like that she was in that strip club again. And how she was just like, she was and and just as I suspected, y'all, from the last episode, if you've, if you've listened to it already, is that I, I said it before, I was like, listen, she may have been a bartender that night when she met G, but she is not a bartender. That girl is a straight stripper. Okay. But according to her, you know, I shouldn't say she's a straight stripper. According to Mia, she was just worked at like a gentleman's club. She said that they wore gowns and basically just kind of sat with them. Like there wasn't like a pole or anything like that. But that doesn't mean you weren't dancing, girl. That's because there wasn't a pole. She's like, I just got time. Majority of the time, like my clients, like they just paid me to like spend time with them. And <laughs> Giselle was like, so like an escort. And she's like, I mean, kind of, but listen, I don't know nothing about no escort life. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, Like, what are we saying? What are we saying? Uh, but listen, also like no judgment towards Mia and whatever she has done in her life. Like no judgments at all. Like, listen, at the end of the day, girl, like you had to do what you had to do and that's it. Like it was, it's a job. Okay, so people need to stop tripping about people being like strippers and doing shit. Like, listen, them strippers get paid fucking well well okay so don't be worrying about them like they got this (laughs) so yeah so I mean that was basically I feel like the end of um Potomac um there wasn't like a whole lot of stuff I mean they kind of like I feel like you know they kind of they could have gave us more of the of the Ashley pampering day but you know that's fine um so it wasn't like a ton this episode but listen I still enjoyed the shit out of it enjoyed the shit out of it it's so good. I just love it. like they are just so fucking funny to me. You no, know, so I mean, listen, Zen Wen. Oh, that's right. Let me go back really quickly before I I just want to mention this really quickly. Um Giselle was trying to get to the bottom of during this pamper party situation. That's what Wendy was, that's what Wendy was popping off. Um, with you know, what Mia had said because she wanted to confront her about kind of like being on the fence because they had been still like messaging. So she's just like, listen, if that's how you feel, then why are you, you know, that's what I think Giselle was trying to get out. Like, if that's how you feel, then why are you still messaging me? And um, you know, Giselle could not like get it out. So when Mia went and did her facial you know, that's when she walked out and saw Candace and she's just like, Jiminy Crickets. (laughs) Um, Giselle was just like, listen, like when, like you got to like relax. Like I was trying to ask her the questions, but you just kept going. I couldn't get an edge in, I couldn't get anything in. And, you know, in Wendy's confessional, that's when she was saying, you know, listen, I was defending Giselle. And so clearly that's just to show like, that's where her loyalty lies. And it's like, I don't think it was about loyalty, like, appreciate you trying to, like, you know, if I was Giselle, appreciate you trying to defend me, but also, like, I got this and just trying to hear what she said since I wasn't there. So let's see what she's about to say, and then you can pop off about whatever the fuck you want to say, but let's get her, let me just get this thought out instead of you jumping down her throat. Like, damn, like, relax. (laughs) But Wendy did not see it that way. She saw it as, Giselle also has no loyalty to her, which I think of course is her gravitating more towards Karen, which I just don't feel like Karen is gonna do Wendy right. I don't, I love Karen, but Karen is a little, you know, a a little iffy on Friends. You know, it's hard for her to, you know, not be shady. It's hard for all of them not to be shady, but, uh, yeah, but I don't know. Karen is a different, is a different character. Love her. Don't want her to go anywhere. She's just different. You know, you just got it. She's the one you got to be careful for. Listen, if we're trying to like give kind of like a comparison, she's like the Lisa Vanderpump of Potomac. Love Lisa Vanderpump, but she was as fuck. So, you know, that's all, that's all I'm saying about Karen. Love her. Love them both. Love Lisa Vanderpump. Love Karen Huger. Want them. Don't want them to go anywhere. But be careful, Wendy. <laughs> be careful. So I think that is clearly what what kind of happened with the whole Mia, Wendy, Giselle situation. That is going to be the jump off of, I think, where uh, Wendy starts to kind of like remove herself from Giselle and where things start to go downhill for the relationship. Because we know later on that something happens where I think possibly that Giselle may or may not say something about um, Wendy's marriage and Wendy loses her shit. I mean, that's the part I think where we see her say, like, I don't give a damn about these cameras. It's like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. Is that still Zen Wen? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, indeed. Um, But yeah. So I think that that was, I, I don't think I'm missing anything else, but I think that was all of it, but yeah, just another great episode, another great episode, another great episode of Shaw's, another great episode of of Potomac. I mean, honestly, and a good episode of uh, Beverly Hills. You know, listen, we're getting information, you know, that's what we're watching for right now. We're getting information about the case in the news. We're getting information on the show. Uh, Yeah. But listen, I I am team Erica, you guys, the more and more that I watch it, you know, I, I just, I feel bad for her. I do think still, I do think that she should try to make some sort of gesture in the sense of trying to, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how she would do it, you know, because at the end of the day, it wasn't her money. It was Tom's money. And again, how was she to know that Tom was dropping fucking Millie's into her bank account or not her bank account, but into her business? How was she to know that that wasn't money that Tom made? How was she to know that he was taking money from victims? How was she the fuck to know that? You know? Uh, I don't know. I just, I think that just like some acknowledgement would go a long way. I'm not saying that maybe she has to like give them money because I know that she doesn't have the money that she used to, but I think some acknowledgement would, would, uh, definitely, would definitely help. But yeah. So anyways, just another great week and bravo y'all just another great week. Uh, But, um, that's, that's pretty much all I got. Um, again, uh, Instagram page is give me more Reality. Please go follow, like, subscribe, you know, like the IG page, subscribe to the pod, you know, all that good stuff, everybody. Just whoever is out there listening, again, just appreciate you. I hope that you are finding this entertaining. I hope that you're enjoying it. Um, Uh also if there's something that anybody wants me to review, like I said, I think I may have said this in the last episode. I am watching Love After Lockup. That shit is crazy, you guys. Is it the bottom of the barrel of reality TV? Yes, it is. But is it amazing? Yes, it is. It's wild. It's a wild, 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 wild reality TV ride. But it's great. It is great. I'm just saying. Like it is one of my faves these days. Not gonna lie. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. So, I mean, maybe I will, you know, try to throw a review of that up here soon. Um, Just life has just been a little busy lately. Um, But maybe I'll try to do that like a separate episode from our Bravo shows. I don't know. I'll keep everybody posted. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do, but, um, you know, I'm going to do my best. (laughs) so that's all I can do. That's all anybody can do. You know, we're all just doing our best. So again, I just, I hope that you're enjoying the show. Please just come back, um, and you know, check out each week. Um, yeah, again, just follow the IG page, uh, like subscribe, comment, you know, do the damn thing. So thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoy, um, you know, enjoyed the show. And yeah, I hope everybody has an amazing, amazing week. And just thank you again. All right, guys, have a good one. Thanks. This has been Give Me More Reality.